everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dishes and Dimes, brought to you by BasketballNews.com. Make sure to check out all of our other podcasts, the follow-through with Clips and Drew, Keeping It 94, Neat and Unfiltered with Kenyon Martin and Jadakiss, and so many more. We've also got some original content for you guys, and it is a great place to be. So the first round of playoffs have come to a conclusion, and I'm Kelsey, joined by Noor. Noor, how are you today? Um, as good as you can be watching your ex light it up in a new uniform. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, Kelsey? Uh, I'm feeling the same. I was really getting into New Bay, Luca, the one that like, you're like, yeah, he's better than you anyway. And then (laughs) Kawhi did Kawhi things. It's, it just seems like, like, it it reminds me of when he was with Toronto. It's like when he wants to take over, that's it. You yeah. don't have a chance. That's it. Like he's and the thing with Kawhi is like he's not just gonna give you that that kind of um initiative and effort just scoring. He's gonna give you that the same thing, if not more, on defense. And yeah. watching it, I'm just like, oh my god, I remember when you were with me. I remember when we went out together when you were in Toronto, and now you're doing it with the Clippers with Bomber on the side. Like, I can't like if okay, you know what. If it, if Bomber wasn't attached to that franchise and had done what he has done to, you know, take um, Kawhi and also try to leash out other players, the Raptors too, I probably wouldn't be this bitter. I'd probably be like, you know what? I wish him well. I'm a great ex-girlfriend. Have the best time. Find your one. Do what you got to do. But because of Bomber, I'm like, go to hell. Like, I don't care what happens. That's the thing. I love so many of the Clippers like nobody loves Pat Beverly I love Pat Bev I love Rondo I love Rondo we love Serge we love Kawhi obviously I love Terrence Mann I just hate everything about the organization you don't even have your own arena (laughs) the Lakers arena you bit everything Toronto did and now you're like making a run to the finals and it upsets me which I'm hoping the Utah Jazz upset them, which is the only time I'm ever going to cheer for the Utah Jazz in my life. Like, this is literally the worst of both worlds. <laughs> I'm having an exist- existential crisis. Yeah. Like, who am I rooting for? Who do I? And I think, like, people were saying, oh, you know what? Like, the Mavs and, and Clippers, like, they couldn't really care less who who makes it out. But I, I grew to care for Luca, and I you know felt empathized for him for not having any power like he's doing all of that with one good shoulder and he's giving Chris Stapps the finger with the other and like he's still like giving you a contract yeah Chris is making more money than him how is that Mark Cuban get off the reality tv bandwagon and fix your team that's enough. Like if that doesn't wake your eyes and makes you look at your team and go shit like we can, cause they can make it really far. They got it down to the last, like not the last possession, but like towards the last quarter of the game, right. In the last in game seven. And all they're missing is that, is that second consistent person on their team. And Chris Stops is not going to be that guy. No. And I mean, Luca can't do that every night. He's like 22 years old. He can't put up a 35. He's a child bride. He's not going to do it. He's Mark Cuban's child bride. Uh, it's, it's, it's defeating the watch, but no, you're right. I think I put a lot of my baskets in with Luca and I was like, he could be the one he'll do it. And then with, with uh, Utah now, it's kind of like, you know what, whoever wins, I don't care. Cause 
the Nets are going to wipe the floor with you. The Nets are going to win everything. No matter what happens here, it doesn't matter. If anything, the Clippers are going to have more wear and tear going forward now than anything else. Like, you know, you're not going to have much to show for it except bruises and just torn muscles and ligaments. Yeah, they're the only team going into the playoffs that went to a game seven. That's crazy. That's crazy. And and against a team that just has Luka. And yeah. sometimes you've got um, Tim Hardaway Jr. Sometimes you've got other factors, but like that's pretty much all you have. And, and that's why, like, I don't know. How do you think they're going to phase out to um, like the next game? How do you think that's going to pan out for the Clippers against Utah? Um, the thing is, the Clippers are not a young team. They're up there as far as like team ages go. So my worry is longevity after having to go to a seven game series. And as much as it pains me to admit it, Utah will give them a run for their money. Mm -hmm. So I could see that one either. I'm hoping that they get swept, but I'm also hoping that it pushes them to a game seven so that they kind of fall apart, not like physically, but just like, <laughs> from, like mentally maybe. Yeah, because who do they have for Gobert? He'd be eating. Right? Gobert is eating. Yeah. He's, they can't really stop him um, in the paint, right? Like, who's going to stop Gobert in the paint? And uh, I don't know. But I think, like, I think the thing with Utah is they've been as great as they are, but we just don't give them the same kind of, uh, I don't know, like, acknowledgement in the playoffs just because we haven't seen anything yet. And I think when you also put that against a Clippers um, team that's led by Kawhi, who has all this experience and might give the edge to Kawhi just because it is who it is. But to your point also with Kawhi, like, I don't know if that level of play is consistent given his injury history and just given how much, like the more time you take off, and the more your muscles get used to having those that time off, the intensity in the playoffs is going to have a big toll on those muscles that you're relaxing because they're not used to um, being used that much, let alone being used that physically and that in intensely against other teams that are looking to get, you know, wear you down and play you every other day. Yeah. I mean, and Rudy is not Boban. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dislike baguette biombo he's not boban like he's gonna give you a little bit more trouble i would mm -hmm. hope and donovan mitchell is a very very quick player i just don't know who that they would have guard donovan mitchell because he's so young and so quick yeah and then you gotta wonder like paul george had a he i would say he had a half and half like he had a decent not a not the greatest okay. series he wasn't yeah like, Completely by Paul George standards. By Paul, yeah, by playoff P standards, he did all right. I will give him half a dozen roses. But <laughs> but is that going to continue into the next series? Probably not. It never does. Yeah, that's the thing. And the thing is, like, you you paired that with the Mavs. And like we keep saying, the Mavs don't have that much shooting power. They don't have that many guys you need to guard and make sure that you're 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 replicating that kind of offensive um power in, in your own team that the Mavs have. But when you put it against the Utah Jazz, like they've got shooters and 
they're going to make you work for it. And you're going to have to make sure that you like you can do as well as you can defensively. But Utah's a pretty good defensive team and they can get their shots off. So if you're defending them, not that's not going to get you the long way. They're going to have to get your shots off, too. And I just don't know if I trust Paul George to sleep in the playoffs to be that consistent. Like you're relying right now. Sorry. Would you trust Paul George with anything in your life? Like if you were like, Paul George, can you come feed my cat? I don't think I would. No, I, 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 I feel like he'd like get someone pregnant on the way here. Like, I don't, I wouldn't be able to trust him. <laughs> like he'd be on Bumble on the way here. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. sorry, your cat's malnourished. I, <laughs> I did again. I'm going to find it in the freezer <laughs> when I come <laughs> home. And I was like, sorry. Yeah, but no, I don't trust them with anything. Um, and like, you also can't expect Reggie Jackson to have another blowout series. Like it's, it's you know, that thing is not going to fly. Also like um, Terrence Mann is not going to always give you amazing numbers off the bench. So you're really just looking at Kawhi to be able to be that consistent figure. And as great as he is when he wants to win, I just, that's the other thing too. Like, I'm like, if he wants to win, he will win and he will will your team to a win. But he doesn't do that often because I just don't think his body lets him. So what do we think, staying out West, what do we think for Denver and Phoenix? Ooh, I think, oh, it's going to be a fun match though. Like watching Jokic and Chris Paul and their beautiful, beautiful IQ and passing abilities on display. Oh, I'm already like so excited. Um, but I think a passing masterclass, there are going to be so many assists in this series. <laughs> I'm look up the stats and see like what the most assists in a playoff series are. Actually, we're going to get Keeks to help us out with that. Yes, and- please. If you're listening. <laughs> And because this is going to beat it, like it's going to be insane. It's going to be, it's going to be so beautiful. It's going to be great. Like I'm going to need like 50,000 eyeballs to watch this. Like <laughs> there going to be passes coming from behind, under, um, nutmegs being thrown, players being like toppled over. It's just going to be dunks. Oh my God, the dunks that are going to be happening. It's going to be fantastic. So I'm excited for that. Um, I think this is so funny. Like this is the opposite of, of the Clippers and Utah series where I don't care who wins. And in this one, like I want both teams to win. If this, if somehow they had it done so that like it was Clippers and I don't know, like nuggets playing again and, uh, Suns and um, Utah going at it. The Clippers tanked the end of the season so they could get the Mavs. They ruin everything. See why they need to go home. Get on the Cancun bus right now. Like LeBron was saving a seat for you, Kawhi, and you want to stay here for one round longer just to work your knees even more, whatever. Um, But yeah, I think uh, it's going to be fun. I don't want to see either team go home, but I think without Jamal, I just don't know if they're going to have um, the offensive power to replicate whatever Chris Paul and Devin Booker are going to bring to you on the table. I just don't know if they have that. It's going to yeah. suck. Jamal was their playoff success last year. So having to do it all again without him is going to be trouble. And I also just think that the Suns are like so young and quick again. And for someone that's like, Big, doughy, lovable Jokic. I don't know how long that's going to that's gonna work for him. Yeah, that's true too. 
I think we're going to see a lot of, um, like, like we said, assists from Jokic. I just, cause I feel like he just, he's not going to be able to have that. Like he can't be the only shooting option. And I think he's going to have to rely on his assists quite a bit. That is why it's going to be so beautiful to watch Jokic and Chris Paul assisting the best players on their team. Um, but yeah, I, I just wish it was different. I, I just wish the Clippers hadn't tanked so that we could have got, gotten a proper, you know, evil and, and non-evil team. But now it's just one good team has to go home. One good team has to stay. Yeah, we have one evil series and one good series. And we can't even just like squish them together and make two neutral. Uh, I've been on Steve Ballmer. I've been on Cokehead. I hate him so much. I literally, I can't stand him. I, I cannot. I'm like, I thought I couldn't stand Mark Cuban. And then you put Mark Cuban next to Steve Ballmer. And I'm like, I would have Mark Cuban over for dinner. Like, I, Mark Cuban is a decent human being. He's a delight. Like he's a, he's a good time. And you see Steve Ballmer and you're just like, I literally want to bazooka you off this planet. <laughs> like, you do not deserve to have. And if you're cheering for Steve Ballmer, you, hold on. No, if you're cheering for the Clippers, you were cheering for Steve Ballmer. And if you're cheering, cheering for Steve Ballmer, you were cheering for capitalism and billionaires. And if that's what you're okay with, then you need to do some self-reflection. Yeah. That also means stop putting his ugly ass face on my TV. Just stop. Like I'll be in the middle of eating and I'm like, I can't, I can't finish this bite because I just lost red Ballmer. round face just with like squealing with delight at everyone else's misfortunes. He's, I know we say when we eat the rich, we eat Jeff Bezos first, but I'm sorry, Steve Ballmer, it's you. I'm going to roast you and I'm going to eat you and I'm going to enjoy every single minute of it. I'm going I'm to cut you up. I will defrost you. <laughs> You'll be here for a while. I can munch on it whenever I remember you stealing Kawhi from me. Um, and he's a billionaire. Like he's got a shit ton of money. What is it like 64 billion, something like that? Like it's a lot of money. More. I thought it was like 200 something billion. Oh my God. I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm going to. It's worth $74.1 billion. That's going to make like, that's what like top 10, top he five. Given everyone in Canada, a million dollars for taking Kawhi and still been a billionaire, I think. I don't know, but I feel it sounds. Like- <laughs> I think <laughs> that's wild. That's that's just that's way too much money. Yeah. And what's happening with that? Like you, and you can't even have your own arena. <laughs> you know why though? Kels is all being blown up on this. <laughs> blown up. Get it? Get it? <laughs> Double entendre. But that's, that's the Clippers for you. I know. Yeah. That's what makes me mad. I'm just like, you've ruined it for us. We can't even have a proper series where I feel like I'm doing the right thing by humanity by cheering for the right team. But now I have to, I don't know, like I, somebody call a bomb threat when when they're playing. Like, I don't want to see them play. I don't give a shit. Any Utah or Clippers um, people listening, if you could go to every game and just pull the fire alarm right at tip, that would be incredible for us. You're doing humanity a favor. Yeah. Like when people say small market, I get Utah. Like any other team, I'm like, no, screw you. Like, like let us have it. Let the small market team wins. And then when they say Utah, I'm like, you might have a point. 
Well, you might be onto something. All it's just that they're all married to each other. <laughs> and we might not have to create by choice. We're not. <laughs> and we'll never have to worry about being slandered because like Vernon Maxley says they don't have internet. Yeah. They will never see this in their life. And that's completely fine. Um, and speaking of, well, we haven't gone to the Eastern Conference yet, but um, how do you feel okay. about Mr. Trey Young lighting up every single person that we hold dear and hold close to our heart. Trey Young is slowly like moving into my category with Pat Bev, Chris Paul, Rondo, where I love you if you're not playing against my team. I feel that. Because like before, you know, it was the foul baiting for me. I and mean, that's not the kind of basketball I personally like to watch, but he's so well-rounded and so good. And he doesn't even need to do that. He proved that throughout the first series against New York. He doesn't need to do that. And then he came out like guns of blazing game one against Philly. And they had no answer for that. They did not expect Atlanta to go balls to the wall immediately. Like, I don't know what you saw in the beginning of that game, but what I saw was just a very, very scrambled Philadelphia. Yeah confused it was like it was like a like the best way I can put it is like a little mouse running around all these elephants just like shocked like what to do they have no idea what's happening and they're trying to double him they're putting and they're putting Simmons on him Tyrese like anyone they can get their hands on they're like hey let's put him on and see what happens and either he's passing like to the best of his abilities or he's getting those shots off and um I think and like so that- cool and collected the whole time too he does not frustrate like the end when in the fourth quarter, when Philly almost made a comeback, Atlanta did not fold. And a lot of teams do. A lot of teams fuck it up once that <laughs> kind of get smaller. Yeah. I'm forgetting the word for get smaller right now. <laughs> it's been a while since we were out of the house talking to people. But, but yeah, once that oh diminishes, once the lead diminishes, it kind of most teams kind of crack or fold under pressure and Atlanta doesn't seem to do that. No. And it's weird because like, like they're a young team and I don't get where they're getting, getting the confidence from. And I feel like I was, I would hold them like I would hold any other team in the playoffs against them, whether that be um, Philly, Miami, Brooklyn, whoever else, us Raptors. I, I just, because I would say, you know what, like it's, it's the experience edge and you have that kind of momentum and, you know, you just, you just know what to expect in the playoffs, but they're proving everything I know to be wrong. Like he's just, he's, he's off the charts and um, I'll admit, like I didn't pay attention to Atlanta and all that much before. I just knew that um, he was good. Cause he would light his stupid ass up for against the Raptors. And I'd just be sitting there like, why is he like this? Like get some hair plugs and stop, you know, fighting my team. But, but now it's just like, he's, he's, uh, he's generational. He's so good. And the coolest part about all of this is like, we're watching all these young guys just turning to the old guys and being like, okay, your time is up, old man. Get the wheelchair, roll yourself out, like get your vitamins and your nighttime medication. That's it for you. We're literally watching like the next generation of basketball kind of take over. And regardless of who you're cheering for, it's pretty freaking cool. 
It's amazing. I never thought like, I thought I would have like a breakdown watching all the ones that I grew up watching, you know, take a backseat or even just diminish or decline a little bit in their abilities. And, but watching these new guys come out and I'm like, I hate you guys for being younger than me, being more athletic than me, making more money than me. And, and then sending LeBron home, (laughs) like sending all these people home and kicking Kawhi to game seven. It's, this is just the beginning and it's going to be super cool, which is the only reason why I'm just like, okay, Voldemort, come on, give me, give me that pick. Just give me a talent. That's all I ask for. Just one. We've tried to like legit, like pick at the needle and haystacks or look at like, like dandelions in the field to get a good, uh, good player for us. But if we just get one, that's a little bit pre-made, just a little bit, you know, not completely pre-made, just a little bit frozen. Just, you know, thaw him out first. When he comes out of. (laughs) Exactly. Give us awesome powers. Um, Last one, before we move on to some questions, who do you have for Brooklyn and Milwaukee? Um, I am just happy to say that for the first time ever, I've been right in something. (laughs) And I just, I got to think Brooklyn is going to take everything. You can't, you can't stop Kyrie. You can't stop Kevin Durant. That's the thing. You can't stop Kyrie. And if you can, he has Kevin Durant behind him. And if you can't stop Kevin Durant, he's got James Harden. And if you can't stop James Harden, don't forget Blake Griffin. I know you tried to forget Blake Griffin. Don't forget Blake Griffin. (laughs) We saw him the other day. He's still the same guy. I tried to like slowly move past that, but I, you were not going to let anybody. Every say. single one of you is like, oh yeah, and the Nets and him. And I'm like, it's Blake Griffin's there too, guys. But he's been, he's, you know, he's picked up from where he left off when he came to Detroit. We want to give him slack for whatever he did there, but he was, he was hobbling on one leg and carrying them through shit. So this is not nothing new of him. This is just him being able to do what he can do with healthy legs now and around a more supporting cast and seeing that like that's what I mean like like you said if you're going through Kyrie right after is KD after KD is is Harden right after Harden is gonna be um Blake Griffin and just what do you like what do you do about that you can't do anything about that you can just hope and pray and do absolutely nothing if you're a coach bud so (laughs) (laughs) coach bud is coaching the way that like we would be like, oh, guess, guess we can't do anything about it. But like, no, you're a professional NBA coach with the MVP. So you should, of all the people in the world, you should be the one that should be like, okay, this is how I can do this. But no, you're just like everybody else going, well, what can you do? And hanging up your hat and calling it a day. He played Giannis for 35 minutes. Whose minutes are you matching with Giannis? Blake Griffin? Blake, like, it it makes no sense. And the thing is, like, Blake Griffin's having a great series, but Giannis has nothing on Blake. But he has nothing on Giannis. Like, he, Blake, Giannis can take Blake Griffin, like, barbecue chicken in the post. Like, he has nothing to be scared of. But I just, like, and the height that they have is just, like, okay, get the ball, feed yourself in the, in the paint, go and drive, go drive. But at their height, and at their like crap shooting percentage, they're taking three pointers. And it's just, it's, it doesn't make any sense to me. And they're, and the Nets are welcoming it. Like they're like, when they, when, when uh, Giannis is at the three line, they're like, thank you. Take yeah. another one, Giannis. One more, one more for the road, Giannis. One more three. Like that's what they're waiting for. And it's just like, it makes no sense. And 
if Bud still has a job after this series, I'm applying to be coach. This is, I'm throwing my hat in the race. Hire me Portland. Portland's hiring. Never Celtics. Really? If I, if the Celtics hire me, I'm going to combust from within. That's the thing. Yeah. If the Celtics were to hire anyone, it would just be rip it apart from the inside. Yeah. Like I'm going in there as a chaos agent. Yeah. Like well, then I think I would like want them to succeed. Oh, hundred percent. But if I'm, if I'm coaching the Boston Celtics, like Tatum's not playing. T- enjoy the bench. Yeah. You think you want to get paid? Play with the Raptors. I'm not letting you get paid on the Boston Celtics. Fuck no. Enjoy yourself. Say hi to your kids for us. Right <laughs> next to you. Yeah, cute baby, Jason. Sorry that your basketball career is over. <laughs> All but, right, questions. All righty. Do you got them or should I pull them up? I got them. I got them. All right. From our friend Giancarlo. First time, long time. Hello. What kind of big do you think the Raptors should look for on both ends? Like an elite rim runner with hands or a guy to space the floor? A switchy big or a really good drop rim protector? I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> um, are you asking me? I think uh, what proved to work for us, even because we've had JV, right? And JV was somebody who was so great in the post. You could feed him and he's getting you that bucket. Amazing at offensive and defensive rebounds. Like he was, he was just a a monster in the paint and that worked great for us, but it didn't win us the championship. And then when you traded him for Gasol and you got that spacing through Gasol, that's what got us the championship. So I think what I'm looking for in my big is passing abilities is being able to run the floor is being able to space yourself so that you are putting yourself and other people in the best position to succeed and get the best shot off. Um, and just be tall and catch a ball at this point, to be honest, because I don't think like I'm seeing a lot of words, but from what I've gone through in the center position, I'll just be happy if you can catch the ball. And dribble, like two dribbles. And I'll be like, you know what? That's a, that's a solid center right there. I think so. Right now. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I think if Portland's going to blow it up, just give us Nurk. Yeah. We gave you, you know, we gave you Norm. We gave you Rondé. We gave you everybody. Just yeah. all we ask in return is just someone to help us. Yeah. We'll take it off your hands. No problem. No problem. I mean, his end of year comments were like, we'll see if I'm back. I don't know what direction they're going or something, right? So yeah, I don't think it's too far-fetched to just go ask for him. <laughs> I don't think he sounded very keen on staying, to be honest. But no. we'll um, McS Design 14 says, what should the Raptors do if they don't get a top five pick? Should we trade it or take the best available player? I'm going to say... This draft class is very, very deep. So even if you don't get a top five, a top 15 at this point is still going to be very, very beneficial. So there's no, there's no point in trading it, especially when we've seen what these rookies can do. I mean, look at the playoffs, look at guys in like their second or third year, look at Luca, look at Trey Young. Like, so yeah, take the top 10 or whatever pick it is and develop it. Yeah. And then later if you want. 100%. I'm the same boat. I think that, um, like, what what would you get back for anyway? 
I don't right. you know, you get much back for it. And what we've seen is like, you could, like we said before, Messiah and Bobby could pick you out something and then like from a sewer and that's going to end up working for you properly. Right. Like that's going to, that will give you 30 points in a, in a, on a night. And if that's going to be the kind of pool that they're coming at and it's our development program, um, I trust them and I think they'll do well. So I think get that pick, see whatever happens with it. We just, we've never had that luxury to be able to even have a top 10 pick. So just kind of see what you well, can we have. Get. We, just, we just haven't had a good, a good one. Yeah. We haven't had one under Masai. So what in the last, like what, eight years? Yeah. Yeah. Let me see, let Masai take care of it. If anything, I trust him now. I trusted him forever, but like I was, I, he lost me for a second there, not going to lie with the center position and, but the non clear tanking tanking. And now that I'm watching the whole league on fire, I'm like, who the fuck am I to ever question Masai Ujiri? I am just a peasant, a civilian. I don't mean shit. Every, the world is being run by Masai and I'm just an ant in it. That's it. Yeah. He is the queen bee. And we are simply his little colony worker bees. And I'm okay with that because I trust him with my life. If he told me to jump off a cliff, I would do it. I don't think I would. Oh, even a second thought. No. He told me to swim. I'd figure it out. I can't swim, but I'll, I got to figure I'd be like, <laughs> I, I, I got to do it. If you're listening, can you please teach Nora how to swim? <laughs> I'm sure Masai has guys. <laughs> He'd be oh, yeah. able to put me in contact. I'm sure. And also on that note, Masai fucking sign the contract, bro. Yeah. Sign the extension, man. Like we appreciate this non-stressful playoffs, but I just, I need dressing. you. Yeah. I'm still stressing. I still need, I need to see ink to paper and then I'll be happy. Um. All right. Kyle Lowry would have got you past round one. That is a very true take. But the question is, pick up game to seven, three versus three. Who's each Dishes and Dimes member choosing to run with them? Current NBA players only and only one all-star per squad. Ooh, that's a tough one. What was it again? Sorry, repeat that. So if we're playing three on three, what two NBA players are you taking with you? Kawhi. I just... You know, offense, defense, you got it all. Yeah. I don't um, make a seven though. So I don't know if that makes a difference. But what do you say? What is it? It's only, uh, it's up to seven. Oh, up to seven. Okay. Um, he'll make a three. Yeah. He'll make a three. Um, And who else? Ooh, Kawhi and either Chris Paul or Kyle Lowry. Yeah. I'm going to say... Trey Young, because he's going to make two threes, and then he's going to miss the free throw and go to the line, and the game's going to be over in like two minutes. <laughs> you know what? That's all you need. You just need yeah. a one-man team. Well, what a world we live in where I'm picking Trey Young for my <laughs> I like that question. Next question from Ryan. Oh, Ryan has two questions. Should the Blazers retool around Dame or trade him to rebuild with a new generation? Would you feel the same way if you were a Blazers fan? Um, if I'm a Blazers fan, the only thing I'm holding on to is Damian Lillard. Like that's that's my bread and butter. I can't let that go anywhere. Um, if I'm the organization, I'm throwing everything at him and I am doing everything to make sure that he is surrounded by the best talent. Um, I just don't know if that is CJ McCollum anymore. 
so we'll see where that goes. But um, yeah, I think, um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he is the face of your franchise. He is like, you think of Blazers, you think of Rashid Wallace and you think of Damian Lillard. And so if I were the organization, I doubt they're going to do it because they don't seem like the most player first or intelligent organization. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'd throw everything that he wanted at him. You want us to come put a golden statue in your house? Sure. Like anything anything (laughs) you want, Dame, I would be throwing it at you. And, but like, the only thing is, I guess they're, they're no longer pursuing Jason Kidd for coach, right? Like that was over. He should go to the Celtics. That was really weird. I did not like that. He should go to the Celtics. And the weirdest part to me is like how these guys and how these men, like everyone, not just NBA, but just all over the world. Like you look at these male dominated industries and these guys can do whatever they want to. Like they can make any comments be as big of dicks as they can be off the court, but they will have people lined up on their front porch, giving them job offers, giving them everything. And here we are having to read, Believe it or not, having to rethink three or four times about what to hit send on when we're tweeting. It may not look like it, but it that has been filtered through my mind like 10 times. And we're just like, oh, this might be like too much. This might get me like in trouble with this one. And it's just the contrast in that world is just crazy. Sorry, yeah. just my sense. Yeah. No, I mean, no repercussions, whatever, as long as you're mildly decent at your job. And that's the thing with Jason Kidd is he wasn't decent at his job. He was a terrible coach. Why is he, how, why is you here? Like, that's what I don't understand. I don't understand Dame's public. Yeah. I don't understand why that happened, but it did. It was weird. And I guess it's over now. Um, Yeah. Ryan's next question. You'll enjoy this one. Miss WWE. Seeing the Embiid Triple H thing pregame, who would you want to come out to ring the bell in Philly? Ooh, oh, who's from Philly? There must be someone in WWE from Philly, but I don't know. It doesn't have to be from WWE, just anyone in the world. Like, who would you want to ring the bell? For the game, the next game? Um. Oh, the cast of Always Sunny. Okay, my answer was, <laughs> I was like Danny DeVito as Frank Reynolds. So, <laughs> perfect. I want it to be like a skit, you know, like it needs to be an episode of It's Always Funny. It just, that's just what it is. Yeah, the it gang rings the bell. Yeah, the gang gets the bell. Um, Cesar Los Boozer, which player do you enjoy slandering the most? And is there anything Chris Middleton can do to someday lose this title? That's Iman's territory, so we're not going to go there. But who's your favorite player to slander? And why is it Paul George? <laughs> He makes it so damn easy. He got the the same braids as Kawhi so that if he's having a bad game, would be like, oh, which one is it? Like, could have a hard time figuring it out. They look so bad. His braids are so bad. Like, that must hurt. Yeah. He has a perfect little forehead. I would die for a forehead that little. And like, why are you doing that? You have this perfect forehead. Like you're not, you're not at that level of point guard enough to have braids yet. Paul George, like you can't, you can't get to that level yet. I'm sorry, but, um, yeah, probably Paul George. And honestly, like I wouldn't say this is slandering, but, um, talking about Kawhi this way, but 
but I've said this before, like if I'm whenever I'm making fun of Kauai, it's, it's just me. Like I'm laughing outside, but on the inside, I'm literally gasping for air and crying and dying. Because yeah. It's like when you laugh at a funeral, it's just like a natural reaction. It doesn't that's mean like, I cope. Yeah, yeah, that's my coping mechanism. I'm looking at him and I'm laughing but on the inside. I'm just like, this is how I die. Like this is depression. Yeah. He depressed me. For me, it's probably the more I surprise, surprise. <laughs> they're really bad at basketball and I just don't think that they're like the brightest it's a good way to put and, it yeah and there's two of them so it's like double the opportunity I guess double homicide yeah bang bang um next question oh Regina best options for Dame next year pros and cons to staying or going I think we discussed that one but let's go to our second question when are we going to talk about the Ben Simmons thing? There's a lot of Ben Simmons things to talk about. Are we talking about that he's not a generational talent or are we talking about that his name should not even be considered for defensive player of the year? I don't, it's been 84 years and I don't see the hype. Where Where's the Ben Simmons hype? I was told he's the next LeBron. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, granted, we're not like Philadelphia fans, but I just don't get it it's just there's so many things that you're promised with Ben Simmons and then they don't deliver so I feel like they're just tacking his name onto defensive player of the year so they can be like no see we were right he is good at this one thing but he's not they just they're they're lying they just want to be legal but it's like it's a lie like you printed that name in there it's just not deserving of going in there it's just there you just typed it that's it It doesn't work that way he oddly won um RuPaul's Drag Race or when Candy Muse was in the top four. It's just, they're just doing it for the sake of doing it, not because it's deserved. It's just because of Philly. That's it. I just like, I legitimately don't understand. He lost to Trey Young today. You have, you have Ben Simmons, Embiid, Tobias Harris, Seth Curry. Who am I missing? Danny Green. Like you've got Tyrese Max. You got these guys on one team and they're losing to Trey Young. Trey Young is five two. <laughs> How is he running circles around you? What's happening? Like it, the thing that, that with Philly was always like, they're so tall and they're just such a forest that like, how do you get past that? And I think that was our biggest hurdle when we were going through them, right? Like we just couldn't get past that goddamn forest. And, and Trey Young is literally a rat. Like he like scoops around these elephants and he just gets his way through them. And it's, it's, I don't like Ben Simmons is not generational. He's not a talent. He's just talent. There's this stream that I'm watching and it's Australian whenever I watch the games on. And in that, um, in that stream, I I couldn't fucking tell you. I just don't want to give Adam Silver any of my money. There's a stream that I'm watching and on it, like every single time there's this a commercial with Ben Simmons in it. And it's about how like, the song is like every time Ben Simmons shoots the three, the whole town gives high fives or whatever. And I'm just sitting there like there's a town in Australia that's never high fived because Ben Simmons is never in the three. It's just not happening. They've been social distancing since his draft. Oh, poor Australia. Those poor people don't know what a high five is. 
Ben Simmons is going to pay for his crimes, Australia. I promise. We will make him pay. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I just don't think he's general or generational at anything except for fooling everyone. <laughs> oh, general. He's just not a person. Sorry, Benny. There you go, Regina. You're Ben Simmons slander. She wanted it. She wanted it. She got it. She got it. Dwale, after this game, do you all trust the Hawks to win this series? Yes. <laughs> Next question. Hmm. Oh, Robel, did this, watching the playoffs make any of you think differently on how you want the team's future to look like? Ooh. I just want it to be fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep- I know everyone gets so mad when I say that, but I just want good vibes. I just want a fun team to watch develop, and we we already have a ring. We'll get another one eventually, and pretty soon all of these old heads are going to be out of the league, and it'll be the young guys' turn, and we'll have young guys that have developed to the point where they can compete with the Trey Youngs and the Lucas. So, I mean, just hold your horses a little bit and happens. develop. Yeah. I think so too. I think um, if anything, this just solidifies to me how important it is to have a um, a leader on your team and not just a leader who's a on-court leader, off-the-court leader, a communications leader, like a leader who's just leads you through everything. And I think that that kind of guy is best when he's a point guard. Yeah. And, like, I just, I don't know. I love that position. And I think every player that I've grown to love has been a point guard just because of the way that they're able to affect the game and manipulate the game and I think that if anything this is just showing me that when you have a guy like that in Kyle and when you have his protégés coming after him and Fred and Malachi and Jalen Harris like you want that around for a while because that kind of um, winning culture and mindset is not easy to come by and it's, it's not a person thing it's just what you're what you're grown with is what you, you know, taken for yourself. And if that's the kind of, um, things that like Larry's going to pass down to Fred and Malachi, that's going to be so detrimental and good for our future. Cause we've seen point guards are great, but like point guard, that's a leader that will get you wins. Yeah. Big facts. Our last question, pretty much the same topic. What do you think is a role for Freddie Gillespie? What do you think he needs to improve on? Nothing. He's perfect the way he is. And I just want to see him grow and get better. He's so young and he's so raw. And I think, you know, back up big, back up behind Kem Birch, maybe behind Nurk, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think the sky's the limit for little Freddie. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And I think, um, I just like, I think any big that plays for Toronto is just so lucky. Like you're just, you're going to get fed. You're going to get paid. You're going to be the PNR specialist. Um, They're just going to put you in the best position to succeed and make sure that um, you're just, you're helping your team. And if I'm Freddie, like we've seen great things from him this past season and off season. And once he goes into the next season too, I think it's going to be fantastic. So um, yeah, I think his size, his his mobility, his, his speed, it's all going to be super cool. Just paired with, the whole team next year so yeah he'll be fun the whole team will be fun i'm excited for all of them it's gonna be a fun team we're not in the playoffs this year but we have the whole 
off season to get fun again and hopefully we'll be allowed in the arena but that's this episode so once again check out basketballnews.com i'm kelsey saying goodbye for nor and myself and thank you for listening ciao bye-bye